Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I feel like here's something's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Sense. Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 Seeds infused tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds, Diageo, New York, New York. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. <laughs> sibling rivalry. That's good. Ollie. Okay, this is a big day for a lot of people. <laughs> we are about to introduce an icon. Yes. Actually, yes. And this is one of my revel and it's because I've been reveling. Yeah, in well, it yeah, I for mean, a long Jenna, time. Jenna Jameson Jenna for Jameson. you is a is a, almost a huge part of your I guess like manhood. Well, I mean my life. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> But now I'm I'm really intrigued because I I I I'm always sort of intrigued as to how people get into adult film industry and what sort of motivates them and yeah. Jenna Jameson I think didn't she have didn't she like wasn't she the first one to kind of produce and well she was own, a pioneer you know her what own I mean? videos right yes, she sort I, of I think that she she yes. actually made a real business out of it she was, versus she's a businesswoman who yeah. said all right well I you know well you're not going to take. You're not just going to take control of me. I'm not just for hire. Like, I know what my worth is, and I'm going to sort of capitalize on well, my worth. Well, I'm excited to just learn Let's about learn. her life I'm pretending and where like she I comes know from. Everything, and I, and I don't, other than that, <laughs> you know, I do. 
she I do is, admire and respect her. For she real. is of the time, really. You know, uh, was was such a big name like even you oh, know yeah. the, the sort of crossover yeah. because i i guess at that time it was vhs wasn't it so when she started it wasn't like you had the sort of internet yeah so there was really a few kind of like household there names. were real stars the industry yeah, obviously the, the, has changed tremendously um all right well i'm let's excited to let's bring her on to talk to jenna i met her one you, time oh, at my, ba- my bachelor party yeah oh my god we're in she Vegas? won't remember she won't remember. Yeah, it was in Vegas and she was there and I was like, I just went up to her and like, oh my God, like it's my bachelor party. I just want to say hello. Yeah, and I probably name dropped you. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely name dropped. What's Hi, happening? Nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. Oh my God, I love you. We were just, <laughs> I know, I know. We, 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 we were just doing our little intro on you and I was saying I actually met you. Um, I had my bachelor party in Vegas and I think you were with your first husband or something. And I was like, I have to go say <laughs> hi. And I said, hi and all that. But of course I name dropped Kate because I read in a magazine in <laughs> entertainment <laughs> weekly or something that like, Oh, Kate Hudson's one of my favorites. Seriously. <laughs> like fangirling. Oh, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I'm so both. excited to meet you and talk to you about your life. I'm sure it's, I mean, from the, on, on the outside, looking in it seems like it would be wild and so i can't wait that's and a great adjective mm-hmm. <laughs> we oliver and i we have this thing for for our show where we say we revel in it and oliver was like i really want to bring on jenna jameson and and so i'm just excited to get to know a little bit about you Well, i read your first book you know nice. i know i know a lot you know what i mean yeah you know, it was it was yeah, a lot it was a lot yeah, it was a lot, and then even more so, and we'll get into all this. But you know, there's you're an icon in the sense, not that you were just an adult film actress, but you knew your worth in the industry and right. said, "Fuck off!" Basically, you're not just going to use me for what I can do. I'm going right. to monetize and capitalize on my business sense, and I'm going right. to own my shit, right? And you were one they of the really first people to do that. They weren't used to that sort of thing in my right. industry, and I saw an opening for a woman that had some sort of IQ. And I applied that and it worked. I was shocked, to be honest. I didn't think I was going to go very far because I had so many parameters and and rules and regulations to what I would do on film. And to my surprise, they agreed to it. Mm -hmm. They gave me what I demanded. And I think it set precedent for a lot of girls in the industry that were the commodity were the important ones and you do what you're comfortable with and mm-hmm. everything falls in line thereafter. Also, the adult film industry must be so radically different oh, God. now than it was yeah. 20 yeah. years ago. I don't I mean, even know what it's like anymore. Yeah. You know, I sometimes get girls that message me and they're like, well, what would you do in this instance? And I, I'm like, I, it's out of my realm of thinking. I, I don't even understand everything that they're having to do now. I, it's just mm-hmm. a different day and age. I mean, because it, it must have been a really small community, and now, sort of globally, it's probably just like. Well, I mean, the advent of, of just the technology, webcam. you know, webcams. You know, now, now porn is watched in little bites. You know what I mean? Right. There's no longer. 
stories and themes and large productions and you know which was fun you know what i mean (laughs) become a star nowadays like back in my day back in the (laughs) stone age um you had to have charisma Mm -hmm. and acting skills and be competent in interviews now there is no place for that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's something to be said for it. And I love that a lot of girls are capable of doing it without having to, you know, jump through the hoops I jumped through. But um, I miss the days of their being polish. Yeah. No, I, I know. I know. Now you get so, on OnlyFans and someone can make a million dollars in a month. Bless yeah. their hearts. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Now, I mean, God bless them. I swear, like, if that was around in my day, I huh. I don't even know how my career would have panned out. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. because in when I was working, there was a very small pool of women that were capable of doing what I was doing. Now it's just so watered down that it, it pretty much changed all of porn mm-hmm. altogether. Mm-hmm. So. It's it's sad in a way for me because I I don't know I I felt like I'm going to turn this in, into like more like the movies like real movies mm-hmm. and now it's just different and um you know it's just the way the world works now yeah, yeah. well let's can we start from the beginning um for 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 those who are discovering Jenna Jameson on our on our podcast um where 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 were you born. Where did I you was grow born up? In Las Vegas. Oh, so you're a Vegas original Sin City girl. That's yes. right. And you're Italian, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. My real name's Jenna Mazzoli. Yeah. Oh, you're Mazzoli. <laughs> Mazzoli. I know. Mazzoli. And they're like, you're Italian? That is very Italian. <laughs> Mazzoli. Mazzoli. Um, Jenna Maria Mazzoli. <laughs> and and did you, was your upbringing, was it like a traditional upbringing? Was it, um, did you have a good relationship with your family, your parents? Were your mom and well, dad together? Um, starting from the beginning, uh, I was raised by my father. My mother passed away when I was two from uh, cancer, and my dad was a fantastic father. Um, He allowed me a lot, but also had a lot of rules for me. So I grew up like having worth, and my father was a police officer. So, you know, I I had to act right. So I was really good in school. I was a cheerleader. I, everything that you would expect from someone that looks like me. And then, and then right around my sophomore year in high school, um, I started turning into a hot chick. Like I went from (laughs) like, nobody ever looked at me to everybody was like, wow, look at Jenna. She's different now. So I was like, okay, how do I capitalize on that? I guess that's how my mind has always worked. So I thought, wow, I've got these great boobs and they're brand new. Let's do this. So I started ripping. So like, like just like, how old were you when you started stripping? Well, it wasn't legal. I, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always 10 years ahead in my brain. 
So that never even deterred me at all. I just thought about the money and how I would compound upon that. I was Mm -hmm. like, this is a good jumping off point. Now that that is not a good jumping off point for everybody out there. Like, (laughs) so I was just able to turn it into something big. And for a lot of people out there, this is something that would kind of it could ruin you easily Mm -hmm. nowadays. I just knew how to catapult myself out of just being a porn star into being a personality. Mm-hmm. So, so you went from stripping, and then what was that? When, when, like, when were you approached? Wasn't your dad pretty film? supportive of all this? Well, uh, maybe I got that wrong. I kind of remember in the book. I kept my father in the dark because I was kind of the golden child. He was like, you know, my my daughter. She's so smart, and she's so pretty and capable. And um, I remember going and trying out at the crazy horse too here in Las Vegas and not my dad, not knowing. And I finally, once I got the job and I was like, I was making tens of thousand dollars a night Mm -hmm. and I was in high school. Mm -hmm. He started looking at me like, Jenna, what's going on? And I, I finally just sat down and said, dad, okay, this is what I'm doing. And I've always been so level-headed that my dad looked at it like, listen, if you're going to do this, because he knew he couldn't stop me. Mm-hmm. If He said, if you're going to do this, I want you to keep your head on straight. You know, no drugs, no running around, no all hours of the night with different men. I just want you to handle your business and you go to school. Mm-hmm. So I was going to school it during the day Amazing. and stripping at night. It's amazing. So, so then, okay. So, how were you approached? Like, were you approached by someone for adult film? Was it something that you okay. got into? It, it's random? kind of like I, I remember being on stage, and a girl was watching me, and she wasn't watching me like a normal customer. She was like, like really looking at me. And after I got off stage, she approached me and said, "Jenna, you know, you're." you have something really special. I would love to photograph you. So I was like, well, what kind of photographs? Like, what are, what are we talking about here? And she was like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of openings for like adult magazines. And I was like, okay, let's go. You know, cause I knew that that was another stepping stone towards stardom. That's what I thought in my young head. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just started doing nudie magazines. And I think my first magazine was Penthouse. So. Mm-hmm. What was your, what was your, as a kid, what was your dream? Like, what did you want to be when you grew up? I, I wanted to be a ballerina, a yeah. showgirl, like my mother. My mother yeah. was a Las Vegas showgirl. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I never got the height. do you remember your first sort of now now was there ever well let let me go back a little bit was there ever a moment where you felt like you know as a as a woman you know i know that for for me i'm trying to empathize or put myself in your shoes of sort of being so outwardly open and with your body and sexual you know was there ever a moment where you were like oh 
I don't, I don't like the way this feels or am I, am I going too far? Um, you know, like if I cross over into this, is that like, does it just get crazier and crazier and crazier? Like, did you ever have that? I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I think that that would be a normal feeling for most people. But for me, I, I had gone through some pretty terrible situations when I was younger and I always felt like I needed to take that power back. My sexuality, my body, I didn't want anybody else to be exploiting it. Hmm. So I felt by me being the one saying, okay, I choose to do this. I choose to, it, it was under my control. So I, you know, through years of therapy, mm-hmm. I realized <laughs> that I did that in order to take it back mm-hmm. from right. the people that had taken it from me when I was younger. So it's interesting because yeah, sometimes it's, it's kind of dark. It's dark, but, 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 but it's, process. It, yeah, but it's interesting because sometimes when people go through the things that you might've gone through, they spiral into a place and feel, you know, less empowered where you used it almost your sexuality to empower you in a sense. Right. And also, um, you know, with writing my book, um, I, I was able to explain because, uh, you know, throughout my whole career, uh, I've had a lot of feminists that are like, you know, you're adding to this, you're, mm-hmm. you're feeding the, the beast. And I was able to explain that this is a way of empowering myself. And um, I think that that put things into perspective for a lot of women out there that have gone through the same thing and they see a different avenue than just saying, okay, I'm going to find God and shut everything down and not be myself. Mm -hmm. I embraced who I was and I (laughs) hit the gas pedal. Yeah. Yeah. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? (laughs) Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. It's a fun time of year because everybody's starting to gear up. You've got spring break happening soon. You've got summer happening soon. Everybody's thinking about their vacations. My number one source for where I might even go in the world, Airbnb. I've got spring break. I'm shooting. I only have four days. Where am I going to go? I go on Airbnb and that usually is like, oh, there's a good house. I love that. Let's stay there. If you are someone who travels a lot or even has an empty room in your house, consider hosting on Airbnb. It's a lot easier than you might think, and it's also a great way to make some extra income. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu that you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. All right, absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew and How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't you want to find out how he met their mother? 
huh? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers and Modern Family. Start over with the roses on Schitt's Creek and see what's up in the Kyle household and my wife and kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all of this? Well, we think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. It's funny when, when, when you talk about, when, when, when people talk about sexuality um, and uh, especially the adult film industry and the sex industry, it can be very complicated because obviously there's a lot of women in the, in the sex industry that, that they're, they've either been forced in there or by circumstance. It's very dark, dark yes. circumstances. So it, it does become kind of that that especially cha- more challenging now yeah, yeah it's it's it it's but there are also there is also room for women who in really enjoy right. the process of being a part of you know an adult film yeah. or or dancing um so it's it's i think that's that's why it's always so polarizing it, it really is because i think from an outsider's perspective you automatically look at women in my industry as victims. Like something had to have happened in order Mm -hmm. for a woman to do this. And on some level, everything we do is because of what's happened to us. Right. So I knew that I was going to be hit with, you know, you're a victim, you've been traumatized and this is your coping mechanism. And I, when I wrote my book, it was so important to me to show how I was able to heal by taking it back, by controlling everything, because I am a control freak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was in control of who was hired, who I worked with, the producers, the, the companies I was contracted with, all that th- I had a hand in absolutely everything. So um, I thought by showing that, and, you know, talking about it in my book, that it would give kind of a guide to girls that it's not wrong to to do these things. You just have to stay true to who you are and what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So when people come to me and say, oh, you know, this is it's so sad what you went through and what happened. Um, it's so important for me to let people know that these are my choices and I'm comfortable with it. And as long as I'm comfortable with it, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. What were your parameters? What were your, what were, what did it, what was the kind of, you know, like if you were doing a contract, (laughs) there was a lot. I, I, my big thing was that I had a list of very few people I would work with. For a very huge amount of my career, I only worked with my partners, and um, which was about two or three that I went from relationship to relationship as a young girl. So, um, and I would only have a certain amount of people on set. It would be just the cameraman, the sound guy, and that's it. So it felt more um, intimate and less. I don't know. I just, I don't, 
contrary to popular belief, I I am a very introverted person. So it took everything I had to do what I did. So um, I kept closed sets. I uh, okayed all the scripts. A lot of the scripts I wrote. Um, I just, I wanted everything to feel very personal. And that helped me to be able to do it and come across like I was actually enjoying it because mm-hmm. there, to me, there was nothing worse than watching a movie yeah. and you can just tell oh, that yeah. she's somewhere else. Right. And, uh, you know, well, I was, I was going to ask you that actually, why do you think you became such a massive star and an icon in this industry? Like, wow. why do you think so, you did? What's the special sauce, so to speak? Yeah, I think, well, I think that I, it was a lot of timing. Mm-hmm. The, the industry was ready for someone like me, but I also was um, really myself. I, when I worked, you could tell I was enjoying what I was doing. And um, there was just a connection. You know, I've grown and I've, you know, grown into a woman and changed. I'm a mother, all those kind of things. And now I look back at it like it's a different person. But Mm -hmm. at that time, I I really put forth who I was. And people connected to that, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, I think that because I had so many rules, um, you really got who I was mm-hmm. from, with, with the movies that I put out. It was me for sure. Because yeah. I okayed the scripts. I was like, I'm not saying that. So, yeah. yeah. And did you enjoy being like an object of fantasy for like a random person walking down? They see you and they're like, oh, she is my fantasy. Like, that always like wins. without the person out without any connection because <laughs> it is sort of like you look it's just a it becomes sort of like a the the connection obviously is something that you don't know but right but yeah I, I mean was that on, something you actually on one enjoyed level, the surface level I really liked it because I was always such an ugly duckling growing up I was very awkward and I was like the smart girl so. It was nice to be like wanted, like people look at me like, wow. But I always felt very disconnected from that. So for me, it was, I just loved that I was going into an industry that women were looked at for the surface and I was going to change that. I wanted people to look at this, to look at my movies, read my literature, all all those things. And I wanted them to be like, wow, there's so much more to this girl. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I know a lot of women in the industry, obviously, and they always have so much more to offer. And they're not given the, you know, any chance to show that beyond their body. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What was your so you went you did the magazines. But do you remember like a, when, when it transitioned into on screen? Like oh, what yeah. was that? What was that moment? Vividly. <laughs> um, I remember qu- a few magazines had come out and um, I was contacted fairly quickly, like within days of my magazines coming out by 
Randy West. Oh yeah, up and comers. Dating myself here, but no, um, I remember it was the up and comers series. Up and comers, look at you. Oh yeah, Oliver. Oliver's. It was the up and comers series. Yeah, I know. Listen, it was great. I didn't realize at the time like how important that was going to be. It was, yeah. I love that you know it. Oh, of course. Um, that guy was such a weird looking dude, too. Like, Ollie, Ollie oh, and, and not had, very secretly probably knows all of your work. So, so well, obsessed with you, Ollie. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Randy West was he had the weirdest dick, too. It was uh, like this. Oliver. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was a weird. He was always so tan. He looked like he lived on Venice Beach in the 80s. It was total oh, like 75. Yeah. It was 75. <laughs> yeah. I definitely yeah. had to disconnect on some level. No, I know. Well, oh, I, I, I already knew the question when I asked it because honestly, and this is me being a fan, <laughs> like it's so obvious why you became a star just even from that first scene. Because it's funny you say that how disconnected you were, but you were so not as perception goes of what everyone is watching. You know, you can't right. help but look at that scene and be like, holy shit. Like, who is that person? You know? Yeah, I, you know, a lot of people say that to me and I'm still pretty disconnected from that because I don't feel my own star quality. I Mm. just kind of do what feels natural and, um, it worked out for me. Mm. It it definitely worked out for me, but I remember going into those scenes with him. How was that? Like just scared. Yeah. Yeah. like I was just like, okay, Jenna, turn it on, yeah. turn it on, and um, I, I, <laughs> God, I'm so, I can't even imagine. Don't watch it, Kate. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, Wait, I just can't even imagine what that must feel like. Like, well, it's such an iconic scene. Talk about really jumping is. off a cliff. It's an iconic scene. So, like, I'm so fascinated. Like, especially being your first one with this weird dude who's all orange and tan. Yeah. You know, with a cheesy little mustache, and you're like, she just said, "Yeah, yeah." It's like, I was like, shit. "I got to prove something right now. I'm going to show people what I'm." That's made what of. I'm saying in this weird little. <laughs> and I think I mean, that I don't know how much I can say, but the scene became so iconic because there were multiple finishes. Uh huh. Oh. So, and nobody had really seen that before, right? And I was pretty shocked, to be honest. I was right. like, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know it. I I knew after those few scenes, because I had done um, a girl-girl, what we call girl-girl, and then did, you know, a boy-girl with him. And after that boy-girl, I was like, I think I found my niche. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think I might be good at this. And because at first it was the only reason why I did it was obviously like the money was insane mm-hmm. what he paid me mm-hmm. and i was like okay this isn't going to be that big of a deal it's kind of like a one-time thing and then i realized hey this this could be big mm-hmm. i could i could like catapult myself through this because the minute i did that movie i was approached to become a contract girl with wicked pictures mm-hmm. and vivid video so I was like, oh my gosh, I could become a really big star in this industry. And then from that, I could, you know, 
write it into mainstream Mm -hmm. Mm because in my day, everything was dependent on your mainstream merge. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, I knew that I had it in me to host something or, or be in movies. I never thought I was that great of an actress, but I was like, you know, let me, let me try. Mm -hmm. So from there, I ended up getting scouted by the E channel and hosting a show called wild on Mm -hmm. for that. Right. And then you were on, it was stern. Yeah. Stern. And you did, you did private parts. (laughs) That was so much fun. Like Howard was pivotal. Yeah, he he's my, my he's like my idol. I fucking love him so much. I he, still listen to him every yeah, day. So many people that. don't really realize what yeah. what kind of a man he is because on camera he's wild. Yeah, yeah. but he really he's just such an angel. He's yeah. such he's a so lovely. I remember first meeting him and being on his show and him taking me aside afterwards and saying, "You have it. You have it, mm-hmm. and I'm going to help you." Mm-hmm. And I so wasn't used to anybody helping me that when he said that, I was just like, you know, wow, like I am now dedicated to this person. Mm-hmm. And I was on his show. I don't even know how many times yeah. after that. And then and he then, put me in his movie. Yeah. And yeah. And then after the scene, after the up and comers like Randy West scene, when, when that was all done, was there a feeling of I can fucking do this or was there any like drop in depression of sort of like, holy fuck, what did I just do? Oh, no, there there was no going back. You were like, you lit the fuse. Yeah, she just yeah, said it. I was like, like all I could think of was I'm going to dominate this industry. Uh, yeah, I was just about to ask that. Like, did so you have this motivation of like, holy shit, wait a minute. I'm not just this one scene wonder. I can fucking take over this industry. Yeah, it was which, I, essentially I what you did. I remember the dialogue in my brain. I hated the fact that it was so male ruled. It was mm-hmm. ruled by men. And I wanted to change that. I was like, let me at this. And I'm, I'll start small and mm-hmm. I will, and you know, look at, I ended up owning my own company yeah. and having my own contract girls and changing things for girls. You know, the first movies I did in comparison to the, yeah. the movies I produced with other women as my contract girls, it's night and day. So and how, and how um, much- I felt like I was able to do what I set out to do. And that was to, you know, give some sort of validity. It's a fun time of year because everybody's starting to gear up. You've got spring break happening soon. You've got summer happening soon. Everybody's thinking about their vacations. My number one source for where I might even go in the world, Airbnb. I've got spring break. I'm shooting. I only have four days. Where am I going to go? I go on Airbnb and that usually is like, oh, there's a good house. I love that. Let's stay there. If you are someone who travels a lot or even has an empty room in your house, consider hosting on Airbnb. It's a lot easier than you might think. And it's also a great way to make some extra income. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. You looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu that you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. All right. Absolute must watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin and the crew and How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. 
Don't you want to find out how he met their mother? Huh? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the roses on Schitt's Creek and see what's up in the Kyle household and my wife and kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all of this? Well, we think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. And how much did the patriarchy of this industry sort of push against you trying to be what you became? Big. Big, big right? Big, big, big. big. And but, how did you face that? What did you do? You just uh, kept punching, basically. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm a pretty formidable person. Yeah. And um, I remember having meetings with, you know, big time, big time people and just steamrolling. You know, because I, I understood the back end of it. Right. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just, I knew what I had to do. I held true to my beliefs and I conquered it. And and then once I had started, like the mainstream started knocking, then I had all the power. Right. Then I was like, okay, for me to do a movie it's this much money and yeah. it was unheard of in yeah. my business then did you were you the pioneer of sort of owning your own having your own contract girls and you know yes. being separate from sort of the bigger conglomerates absolutely well yeah. the th- here's the thing is there were companies obviously that had contract girls prior to me coming on the scene um but it just was a different dynamic i um i made demands that were unheard of I remember writing contracts and putting things in just to test the waters, just to see, can it, will they agree to this? And they did. Mm. And that kind of set the stage for all the girls that came after That's me. So great. Was there anyone that you looked up to, like when you started in the industry that you were like, oh, I, I like the way she's handled her career in adult film? Or was there no one that had that at the time? No, no. And- I- I mean, I I really was flying blind. I mean, there were contract girls that were absolutely stunning. I remember, you know, seeing people like Janine and a a few of the vivid girls and just thinking they're just incredible. These women are incredible. And I love their power and how they come across. Mm -hmm. But nobody was negotiating contracts the way I knew I could. Because I had a business mind and nobody expected it. Like I, I took them by surprise. So um, I, I realized pretty early on that I had the, the looks. I was able to be a contract girl caliber looks wise, but they just didn't know what was underneath, mm-hmm. which was a, a pretty shrewd business mind. So, so when did it start to kind of, when, when did you start to look at your career and go, it might be time 
to hang them up, hang it up, like put it aside. Was it, was it, you know, and, and, and also as a second part to that question, I mean, obviously looks and physicality and body image and all of those things, you know, did you feel the pressure to have to maintain that, keep that up? And, you know, what has the aging process been like throughout (laughs) (laughs) a longer podcast? (laughs) Okay. For your qu- your first question, mm. um, I, I, I listen. I I just kind of I'm a gut person where I just kind of knew what I needed to do, and I never second guessed myself. So, um, but when it came to looks and all of that, there was there was incredible pressure. Obviously, it's kind of just like the modeling world. You have to, you know, stay in, well, especially as a contract girl, you have to stay in shape. And um, I just, it always, luckily enough, came pretty natural to me because I was young and active and all those kind of things. So, and I didn't work often. I mean, in my contracts, I think at the, I would work four times a year. So it wasn't a huge amount of work. Right. Most of my work was just being on the road promoting Mm -hmm. all the stuff that I was doing. So um, I I just, I feel that I was incredibly blessed. Like all the timing was very right for Mm -hmm. me. And I don't know if it could ever be emulated because it was the right time. I was the right girl. I made the right decisions. And it worked out. Thank God. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think an interesting part of of this whole thing is that a lot of people ask me, like, how did you transition out? Like you said, I I spent a long time proving myself to be worth more than just being a beautiful body. I was able to gain traction in the mainstream world when it came to, you know, being able to use my brain. So thank God I I saw that in the beginning that I had to establish that and um, people could count on me. I, I was smart and I, I showed up. I was never late. And um, I handled business. And now that, you know, life has happened, um, children have happened, relationships have happened. Now I'm kind of, it's come full circle now. And I'm like back and it feels good. It, mm. it, it, I don't know. Life is just funny. That's well, amazing. you had some health stuff. I yeah, mean, you I had really get into serious that. health stuff. But we gotta, I want to wrap up this the, the, this part of your life because I, I want to get into that. I'm, I'm so fascinated by what the fuck happened. You know, crazy. <laughs> Me um, too. But, but first of all, do you, once you left and hung up the cleat, so to speak, was there anything that you missed? Is there anything that you sort of, you know, longed for in the industry. When it came to porn? Yeah. Or once no. you hung them up, you're like, oh, I'm done. This is it. No, I okay. was so ready. Good. And, you know, my dad always told me if if you get an inkling that something like you're, it's just not sitting right, mm-hmm. get out. Yeah. 
don't let it play out. And I felt like my career had kind of run its course and it's important to go out when you're on top. Yeah. Don't let things wind down. So um, I think it's, it's kind of a famous moment when I went up on the AVN awards and said, I will never spread my legs in this industry. Yeah. Yeah. And I meant it. Yeah. I was done. I was finished. And it was so shocking to people that I was at the pinnacle of my career. Yeah. And I loved that idea of like being a superstar and saying, I'm done. Mm hmm. And moving on. Did you, and I when did you, it. When you did your last scene, did you know it was your last scene? Yes. Or you did? I did. Wow. I did. And I mean, I it was like every day for me. Yeah, it, it was, was like, let me get this done. Yeah. Let me yeah. show them what they're going to miss. Yeah. And, uh, and I just walked off set and I was just like, ha. Ah, Peace. I'm done. You know, okay, and one, I, I don't know. Amazing. I love being like the master of my own destiny. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I I do what I say and I say what yeah. I do. So, so one more question. I want to get into the back half of your life so far. The heart. Give, what's the story of the heartbreaker tattoo? I got like, oh, how gosh. did that happen? It's like what's probably the heartbreaker the, tattoo on her tush. It's yeah, like the it's, most it's, iconic it's, tattoo in porn. Oh. It's on your tushy. On her, on her, on on her upper, right up, cheek. On her right oh, it's, cheek. it's on the butt. Yeah. And it's like, the, it's, you know, it's again, an iconic tattoo. It is. It is. And it when is. I got That's it, crazy. I didn't think it would be iconic. Right. I had no clue because I was very young when I got it. Shouldn't have been getting a tattoo. But leave that <laughs> up to me. Um, my dad, all my life, said to me, Jenna, you're you're going to be a heartbreaker. Mm. And I never really understood what that meant. I was just like, Oh, it's like my little moniker. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I got it when I was in my teens and <laughs> it was just kind of what, what I was known for yeah. was being a little heartbreaker. And I don't think it was about breaking boys hearts. It was more like, I just kind of, went against the grain all my life. I was like, I, I just did what I wanted mm-hmm. and, um, it broke hearts. Yeah. So. Amazing. <laughs> um, well, let's get into what, what's been happening yeah. now in your life. I mean, you know, when you, when you, when you decided to retire from adult films, then did you take a break? I mean, did you, what, what did you start to do? <laughs> right. It's it's kind of a hard transition because once you're known for that, it's it's really hard to like be known for anything else. And mm-hmm. and I don't think you really can. And I realize that now because I'll forever be Jenna Jameson. And um I I really just wanted to have a normal life as normal as I could. So um, I decided I was going to have like get married and have children and try to live a very easy mom lifestyle. And were and, you able um, to accomplish that? I mean, is that, is yeah. that, yeah. So yeah, that's I kind did. of, I mean, I, I'm not successful with men. 
<laughs> <laughs> well, you don't need to be anymore. You found the love of your life. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. My picker is really broken when it comes to men. <laughs> I mean, I should have done that from the beginning. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I got married and realized, okay, wait, that's not a good idea. Divorced. Then got with Tito Ortiz, who, um, I mean, he's he's special and he's the father of my twins and my boys are absolutely amazing they're just yeah. fantastic kids and they're big boys now mm -hmm. and um the, horribly that relationship didn't work out uh and then you know my life is like uh, it's like a book. Um, then <laughs> or, a, or a couple I, of them. Right. right? I need to get right. I think it's time, it's time yeah. for another book, I think. But, yeah, I just like, once that happened, it, it, I was like, well, maybe, maybe I am gay. Because that, that's always been in the back of my mind. Like, am I just with men because I want children? That, that mm. was like my main driving force was I wanted my babies. I wanted to be a mother. It's I've always been really maternal. So um, once that fell apart, I was like, well, I mean, I've got to start looking inside and re am I gay? So I dated a few girls and I was like, oh, okay, this is awesome. I, I love this. And then that maternal thing came knocking again. And mm. I'm like, well, maybe Tito just wasn't the right guy for me. And um, ended up, you know, with my daughter's father. And it was a beautiful experience. I uh, got a taste of so many different things culture-wise. He's Israeli. So, um in order to have a Jewish baby, the the mom has to be Jewish. Mm -hmm. It's us. maternal, which is yeah. beautiful. Right. So I converted. So that was like a year-long study because I converted Orthodox. Wow. So, so if so you were convert you a, form, so you were a practicing Orthodox. Absolutely. You have Are to you, you have to practice for a year before they will even consider you to convert. So I had to live the full lifestyle. Wow. It, it was not easy. It that was is not difficult. Easy yeah. at all. But I accomplished it. And um, my baby was born little Jewish princess. Mm -hmm. And because I think really it, it didn't come down to the religion that was important to me for her. It was more citizenship in Israel. Because mm -hmm. if you're born Jewish, you automatically get citizenship in Israel. So her, you know, her father, her, his whole family lives there. And I wanted her to have that choice. Mm. So that's really where it kind of stemmed is I wanted my child to have every opportunity. So, yeah, wow. it was it was a Trippy, really enlightening crazy year. experience. Yeah. Amazing though. Educational. I mean, whatever happens, happens. But even going right. through that, you've done something that most people have never done or experienced, you know. In more ways than one. 
It's a fun time of year because everybody's starting to gear up. You've got spring break happening soon. You've got summer happening soon. Everybody's thinking about their vacations. My number one source for where I might even go in the world, Airbnb. I've got spring break. I'm shooting. I only have four days. Where am I going to go? I go on Airbnb and that usually is like, oh, there's a good house. I love that. Let's stay there. If you are someone who travels a lot or even has an empty room in your house, consider hosting on Airbnb. It's a lot easier than you might think, and it's also a great way to make some extra income. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu that you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. All right, absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew and How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't you want to find out how he met their mother? Huh? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek and see what's up in the Kyle household and my wife and kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all of this? Well, we think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. So what happened with your with the health issues? Because I know I remember seeing something about it on uh, uh, one of the ma- those magazines. Yeah, I mean, I've read and, I've read it on it, too, where nine months in the fucking hospital. No one knows what's going on. You're like, I'm out of here. It, well, how did you end up in the hospital in the first place? OK, so it all started. Like I just started collapsing. And I, I had no idea why, like just lost all mobility and was collapsing in the shower. And finally I was alone and I had to call an ambulance because I couldn't get up Hmm. and, um, went to the hospital and they ran literally hundreds of tests spinal taps, CAT scans, MRIs, all the things. And um, they couldn't put their finger on it. And they kept diagnosing me with something different. And I don't know if you, I'm sure you understand that, like when they give you a diagnosis that is kind of a death sentence, it kind of, it messes you up. Like I, it, my, I checked out. When they initially diagnosed me with Guillaume-Barre and that is a death sentence. And um, it was incredibly frightening. And I lived with that diagnosis for about a month and a half in the hospital. 
And they were giving me all these treatments, IVIG, all these different infusions and everything. And um, my cell count wasn't getting better. So they were like, well, maybe that's not the problem. And I'm like, wait, there's a possibility of me not having it. (laughs) And thank God I didn't have that. So they started running another battery of tests and um, came to a few conclusions. I had very elevated white blood cell counts, a lot of just odd things in in my blood. And um, so I just continued with physical therapy in the hospital um, and just trying to put my finger on what was happening. Um, finally, after months, they said, well, we can't figure out what is happening, what's going on with you. So they thought that it could be something called conversion syndrome, where it's, it's, it's kind of a mental issue where your, your brain converts like problematic thinking into physical symptoms. And I was like, okay, so how do we cure this? Is there a cure for this? Um, and they said, no, this is just the way it is. And it you have to like have therapy and do all these different things. And that's when I kind of said to myself, I need to take the reins back. I I don't tell everybody, I don't think people should not listen to their doctors, but sometimes you just really have to trust your gut. And I just didn't feel like things were happening correctly. So I broke myself out of the hospital in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and put myself in a taxi and I went home. And I started at home physical therapy, eating right getting my mental health back and slowly but surely I've come back to life. Is this before Jesse? Yes. Okay. So who did you, what was your support system at the time? At I the had house? no support system. You were at the solo. Time you were when I came home all... from the hospital, my ex left. So I came home to an empty home. Oh my God. So and that I... wasn't easy mentally. But uh, I'm obviously a pretty strong girl, and I, I just knew that I had two choices, to live or to die, and I wanted to live. So I put my mind to it, and um, during that journey back to good mental health, I met Jesse. And um, we just became friends. And um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I was like, I want to bag this chick. I I just love everything that she- Where did you guys meet? uh, Well, she's pretty famous on TikTok. So at the time I was alone and I was watching a lot of TikTok. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was just like, I really like her viewpoint on things. Like she she pulls no punches. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of like that. I just say it like it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, we would be a good team. So I just started like leaving comments, Mm -hmm. you know, 
like, hey. <laughs> and sooner or later, she she noticed and was like, who's because my moniker is Jenna can't lose mm-hmm. on on social media. And she was like, who's this Jenna can't lose? And she went to my site and was like, oh. that's Jenna Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so that's how it all started. And um, at the time, I was like headstrong into um, holistic treatments because I had kind of sworn off hospitals and doctors. And um, my best friend here in Las Vegas owns a wellness company. And he was like, you know what, let's let's try the holistic approach and see if your body responds. And um, I started doing hyperbaric treatments and... Um, NAD treatments, yeah, which that. is like an infusion yeah. of vitamins and everything. It pushes yeah. toxins out. And, it's gnarly. It's um, good though. I did that for anxiety. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's amazing. And I, I started seeing myself come back to life because they were doing these brain scans. And my first brain scan, my brain was like black. <gasps> And I'm yeah, like, am I'm I do a brain scan? Am I truly dead inside? <laughs> so um, after every treatment, you could see my brain sparking and coming back to life, like reds and greens and blues. And I, it, it, I think being able to see the process happening, yeah, it, it gave me. Like yeah, I mean, it makes it real, that. right? It's like you see it and you're like, oh, it makes it a much more, mm-hmm. much more real. Yeah. I'm so glad we, we, we should start wrapping this up. But I'm so glad that you were able to get your, especially just your mental health, you know, in a better place because it's so important. And to yeah. people out there oh, yeah. that, that kind of push their needs aside and ignore it. It manifests. It's mm-hmm. so important to take care of your brain and feel comfortable because you'll end up sick. So, yeah. And are you back? I mean, are you fully healthy? Or you know, I, mean, I am. Yeah. I'm. I'm right, on amazing. my feet. I'm walking yeah. unaided, which yeah. I never thought it was going to happen again. Uh, you know, I was with a walker for yeah. a long time, and are you now able to work I'm, out. Yeah, I, it's Great. so funny. Amazing. Well, not funny, but it's right. for a long time I had such numb spots, and now I can feel everything. That's crazy. My, I remember things, and that's a part of the mental health issue. Is that I'm the kind of person that if I am struggling, I black out on major instances in my life. So mm-hmm. um, everything has come into full color for me again and i feel like i have it in me and awesome. it's just exciting to be back yeah and what's the plan what's the future well i have yeah i that's i, I mean i have one but what but for me i really want to ask you like you know what is one thing like in your life, your career, and it's again all all of that like preconceived notion of how people see you and what they want from you and the kinds of questions that you get, including the questions we're asking you. But what is the one thing you wish people would ask you? Like, is there anything that you wish you would get more of? Or that someone would know about you that they don't? Well, you know, I've always been such an open book. I think that's a good thing and a bad thing. But 
I, for, for me, it really is the connection, the female connection that I'm able to kind of make a difference to other women that are going through so many things. Um, I like for them to be able to look at me as, you know, a cautionary tale, like this is what could happen and this is what could happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I am an open book. I, and I just want to show everybody out there that no matter how hard it gets, there's always a way back. Yay, and Jenna. Aww. So great. Aww, thank you for sharing with us. Well, I've always loved you, but now I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm in love with you. Don't tell <laughs> Don't tell Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't tell your wife. Don't tell my wife. Although she's in love with you too. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh well, I adore both of you. Thank you so much oh, for having me. This um, was a blast. This I'm- is the kind of thing that that fills me up. Like to to know that there are people that care and um, I appreciate you. Well, you're, really, you're you such a Jenna. force and I was so excited to talk to you, you know, because yeah. of just what you've been through, what you've accomplished. You know, people might look at the industry that you were in and think, oh, it's just that. But you were a true pioneer. You know, mm-hmm. you were a businesswoman and you were able, again, like I said, to know your worth and capitalize on that in an industry that is just sort of dominated by men. So it's very, it's it's very cool. It's very cool. (laughs) But I love you both. All right. Bye. Oh, Jenna Jameson. She's like the greatest. I really, that was so. What a woman. (laughs) What a woman. (laughs) Well, no, but it's, it is, you know, I really, I just think, you know, let's, let's just use this. I mean, she's so what male. A woman. This is so male. No, just, it's not because of course, up. yes, but she's so smart and cool. I know, but and but but what what I want to say is what, what I a woman. What, what I want to say is is like I love interviewing her because I think people there's so many people out in the world that just don't even under like give it a chance mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they just look so down yeah. on the industry right. on se- on the sex industry and adult filmmaking and but like when you, i think the most important thing is to just get to the heart of who somebody is well you how- said it really well you said look obviously especially nowadays where pornography oh it's it, just- it, it, the content there's so much of it and everyone's looking for new 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 that these girls are definitely exploited there's absolutely no doubt about it yeah it's you really know i mean it's sad, sad and shit. Dark and- uh it was a different time back then yeah i think you had much more of a choice although i'm sure there was some dark shit going a on lot as of, well a lot of it. you know but you said that but at the same time jenna sort of knew you know what she was doing she seemed to be fully yeah. in control you know, yeah, or, and or this is control- my choice, uh, right? And as controlled as she could be, I mean, clearly she even said, like, you know, the, the cautionary tale. But then look what can happen. Then look what can happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that, you know, I I think there's a, there's owning your choices, but also just just really getting to understand like what someone went through in order to end up in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, that you didn't have to come from the most fucked up family mm-hmm. to be an adult film star right. that she had a cop as a dad. And yeah. she was in, you know, a smart student and she just was like, I'm going to yeah. dance. Like I, you know, so it didn't come from a place of um, her book. You should honestly read it. It's kind of really great. interesting. I, I really, and she's so kind and sweet. And I, I, I want to make I'm a movie. We, 
called Jenna. Jenna. <laughs> I mean, I think it's time. Her whole upbringing, yeah, the way I mean, she started way, dancing the, and the thing. Her story is fucking incredible. Yeah, all of, all of the uh, so there's a lot of adult film star stories who are incredible. I mean, Tracy Lord's story is unbelievable. No, I know, and and also another iconic adult film star, but a very like more tragic story. Um, and but but I right, I I, I don't I don't think you get bigger than Jenna Jameson. No, you just don't. Like no. we just interviewed. You know, like the Marlon Brando of porn or like the Meryl <laughs> Streep of porn. Or What about Ron Jeremy, though? He's in jail. Oh. Actually, they took but him out of he... jail because he's 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 got complete. He was found not fit to stand trial. Oh. Because he was going to go to. I mean, he was like, you know, raping oh. in bathrooms, all fucking crazy. Oh. Yeah, I mean, he was oh, nuts. Oh, Jesus. You should see a picture of that guy. He looks insane. Ugh. Oh, God. But he's got dementia. He's got Alzheimer's. He's got everything. And now he's just going to die in some home. He's not yeah. Well. Well, whatever. He had a huge schlong. Oh, a big beef steak. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? This is great. Listen, I, Where, I, uh, the Randy West stuff oh, too. This, is I feel like I'm just. I mean, I knew it all. I knew what she was gonna say. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I can't even. I was gonna say. So your first scene was Randy West up in Cummers. I, I didn't want to say it, but I knew it. Oh, such a Scott. I listen. I love you, Oliver. I'm reveling in it. <laughs> Obviously. I'm reveling in it, as, as we should on these revelings. But I, 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 I will say, Ollie, you were really sweet, and you really did. Like, I, I you know, it was, really, it was really amazing to get to know how, how strong she yeah. was in the industry. Yeah. And, and, like, how, I mean, talk about. That was fun. Talk about a challenging thing to be able to do. Yeah. In that she's so she's just tough, tough as nails. Um, anyway, okay, beat, that was fun. Beat, beat that reveling <laughs> next week, huh? Who you who are you bringing? I don't know. Probably someone who's like you know will meditate with. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll it's see. like Mikhail Barishnikov. <laughs> <laughs> we then next week the Dalai Actually, Lama. <laughs> That's not a bad idea to do Mikhail Barishnikov. That should be one of your revels. I would love it. to do That's that. A great uh, idea. I would love yeah. to do him as a revel in it. That's a great idea. Oh, um, all right. I all love right. you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.